This is episode 2 of Give Me a Chance and it is your host to speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome and I really hope you will enjoy this episode. And for those who are coming back after seeing the first episode, thank you. Thank you for all your comments, your suggestions, all your tips and your messages. I'm currently really busy studying all your feedback and putting it into practice, but that will come along really soon. Also, last week I asked you to share with me any stories of yours if you had the chance to change your life or if you know anybody who has. And really thank you for all the tips and all your stories that I received. It's time to portray your stories on this show. But now let us go a little bit deeper into the episode of today. The story we're going to hear about soon is a story about how being flexible and accepting the events that come to your way might give you later on the chance to understand who you are, what you really want to have from life and to take a chance and change your life. So now it is time for me to introduce you to a friend of mine, Daphne. Hi Daphne, welcome to Give Me a Chance. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, thank you. How are you doing? Very good. And let us start with a little bit of an uh, introduction of yourself, Daffy. Um, yeah, can you tell us something about who you are? I'm Dutch. I live uh, near the ocean in a small town. I love going to the beach. I have an apartment with my cat, a little red and white cat called Lava. Oh. And I work in finance, in asset management. Uh, and in my spare time, I sing in a rock band. It's called Mental Shift, Mental Shift Band. You can find it on uh, on YouTube or on Instagram or on Spotify. If you look at when in your life it was time to, to take a chance and uh, when you got the chance to change your life, uh, can you tell us something more about that? Yeah, so for me, uh, a big shift happened when I started working. So I graduated in 2008 and 2008 was the year when the world was in a big economic crisis. So Lehman Brothers fell and the economy just crashed. So I was just fresh out of university. I had my degree in work and organizational psychology and nobody was hiring a work and organizational psychologist because yeah, it's not really core business. Most big businesses could do without. So uh, there weren't any vacancies. So I was just out of a job. I walked into a temp agency after being unemployed for a couple of months. And I said, I don't really care what kind of job at this point. I just really want to be employed. And they told me uh, it's, it's archiving for a pension fund. Yeah, it's really boring. It's just as boring as it sounds, but it's a job. So they set up an, uh, a job interview. And it turned out they didn't really look for somebody uh, that would just archive. They actually looked for somebody who could do more of the all-round administrative tasks. And this particular vacancy was on the department called Asset Management. So they were all about finance. I knew nothing about economics. And well, they they basically said, well, you know, you seem like a, a smart young woman. And you seem like a nice person to work with. So uh, we like to take a chance on you. So I ended up taking the job and I was covering for somebody who was on sick leave and the three months became six months. And um, it, I actually really, really like it, liked it. And it was because um, the economy just collapsed that I was forced to 
go look outside of my comfort zone because I would have never considered a career in economics or in finance. I had always been interested in psychology and I wanted to have a job in HR. And then at the same time, I got to uh, experience what it is exactly that HR does on a day-to-day -day basis. And there was kind of a gap between the expectations that I had uh, coming just fresh out of university and the practicality of that job. So that seemed less and less interesting to me. And then on the other hand, the job that I had in, in asset management, I thought it was really exciting because everything that happened in the outside world, it directly impacts, uh, you know, stocks and bonds. So it also impacted my work. So I really enjoyed it. And they, uh, they even offered me a steady position and they offered me, um, a study that I can do to actually know, know more of what I was doing. I actually really liked it and I would have never um, come up with this path on my own if it wasn't for the economic collapse and if it wasn't for these two people taking a chance on somebody with a psychology degree doing uh, fulfilling a position in asset management. How did you feel about the moment in which you were uh, offered a position in a financial company at the time? Well, I kind of grew into it because, you know, I started out with three months archiving. So I thought, you know what, it didn't seem intimidating to me because it was only three months and it was supposed to be archiving and the expectations weren't that high. And then the three months got extended to six months. And by that time, I had gotten really integrated in the company. And I, I remember even... I was, uh, I used to um, go through the mailbox and there was all these, because asset management, it's like, it could have its own dictionary. And I remember going through emails and receiving mail. We, we used to get physical mail even back then. And I just didn't know what these messages would say. And I would go onto Investopedia. It's like the Google for asset management. And I printed out the entire website from A to Z. <laughs> and I printed it out and I put it in a folder. And I just, me I started memorizing all the terms. So on my own, I started learning uh, to perform my job better. And, you know, when they saw me doing that, that's when they offered me and my colleague like an actual official education. And that's what kickstarted my career in asset management. And it all would have never been if it weren't for those kind of random circumstances of the economic collapse and these people deciding, you know what? It seems unlikely, but we'll give it a shot with her. And what are the other skills that you got to learn uh, by pursuing this path? Perseverance, that's a big one. Because uh, if you want to have a career in asset management, the pressure is going to be high and uh, results are not going to come instant instantly. So you have to really persevere and pursue your goals, be patient. Uh, also, details matter. matter especially in asset management. I'm more of a creative person, so I really got to develop that kind of side of me. And also to be more diplomatic. Sometimes you have conflicting interests and conflicting personalities and you still have to kind of put those aside and just focus on the common goal that you both have. And it's really hard sometimes. As a person, what other skills did you develop over these uh, years? Um, well, I actually did a little uh, sidestep. So I worked in asset management for 10 years. And then I thought, you know what? I'd never done anything else after my um, getting my degree. I wanted to try to do something else. So I became an agile coach. 
I was an agile coach for I think six months and then uh, that didn't go well. I was unemployed for eight months and then mm -hmm. I somebody gave me a chance again and <laughs> I got to re-enter re the asset management world. And how do you, did you go about that period? Because it's a lot of uncertainty and uh, uh, you had just made a switch um, with your life and with your career. Um, how did you feel about all that and how did you get back on your track? It was awful. I was unemployed and I was also single. So what do you say when you go to a party and somebody asks you, what do you do? Who are you with? You, you really are thrown just so back into your own self and your own core like who am i i, I don't have a, a job as an identity i don't have a partner or kids or things like that as an identity it really forced me to do some serious um, digging and soul searching i spent a lot of time by myself at the beach because i i lived by the beach back then and we had a, a wonderful summer luckily mm -hmm. so i just spent a lot of time thinking you know what is it that i like to do in a career did you get any support from the people around you i would say to be honest that most people like friends around me couldn't really relate because nobody had been unemployed before and especially not eight months in a row i got to reconnect with my family a bit better um, because of this situation i got to uh, even reconnect with some family members i didn't even know before so i got to reconnect with my grandma and my aunt that was really, really good. But um, yeah, in the end, you really have to pick yourself up. Nobody can really do that for you. And you know what really makes you happy. Somebody else can't decide that for you. And they can't go into your head and see and feel all the things that you have seen and, and felt throughout your life. Based on that, the fact that you are the only one that can actually make the change and take a chance on starting something new. How do you look back at the two periods in which you were really um, confronted with insecurity, uh, in which you really had to step out of your comfort zone? How did you feel about that and what did you learn from it? Well, um, I think I learned a lot, both from the first one and the second one. Because from the first time when I started my career, I learned that um, even though you may have set your path out to be a certain way, like in my case, I set out to be a psychologist, that doesn't mean if that doesn't work out, you can start over and do something completely different. If you are flexible, open-minded and resilient, that you'll always land on your feet. And uh, the second time around, I think I learned that um, that you will always be you, no matter what kind of labels or things you might have. So you grow more into you as a person because you're born naked as a little child with nothing and then you enter that way pretty much the same. And everything in between there, it's just, it's just a facade. It's just all temporary and don't like decorate your ego with all these labels. If you look at the future and uh, hopefully when uh, COVID will end, what would you like to do later on? Uh, I would really, really, really like to one day move to somewhere in the south of Europe part-time. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe yeah. Spain or something. I really don't like the long, harsh 
Dutch winters and I love sunshine and I love the beach. So that would be my main main thing. Yeah. yeah. And maybe find love, you know. Well, as you said, it's never too late. So it can happen any moment, <laughs> right? You said that uh, you also have a band and you are uh, still playing with them and you are uh, you have brought out a new single, I thought, really recently. Uh, what are your plans with the band looking forward? So we're going to release another single, I think, this winter. We are just going to create new songs and release them on Spotify. And I uh, do some video editing, uh, so I make clips for them. So we are just going to continue to do that. And if COVID does end, then maybe we'll do some gigs again. And uh, yeah, I really am really looking forward to, to make some noise again as a band, as a group in just a rehearsal room because I really love the energy and the vibe in there. Yeah. Daphne, thank you very much for your stories. It was really, really interesting to hear and to hear about all your struggles and how you came about and you came out of the situations. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me and I'm honored that you are even interested in my story. No way! No. <laughs> I wish you all the best of luck with your show. And Thank I hope you. you have uh, many more guests and many more episodes. This was Daphne's story. As you probably heard, Daphne was faced twice with uncertainty and twice she came around it. The first time she found a way to find a new career path that she didn't explore before. The second time she got to learn more about herself and what she wanted to be. In both times she got a chance to change her life. And with this we come to an end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment below. Do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel if you enjoyed this episode and well, see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears. <laughs>